This is the Handmade Brooklyn Podcast, Episode 16. Handmade Brooklyn Business Lifestyles Tips to Succeed HandmadeBrooklyn.com Hey guys, welcome to Handmade Brooklyn. My name is Megan Bream Finkelstein. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur and I am here to help you succeed in your small business. So thank you so much for joining me. I am really excited about today because I'm going to talk about something that it took me a long time to figure out and it might've been too late, but it's still really good. And I hope that it can help you guys with your business. But first I want to thank Shopify because one, they're amazing. I run my e-commerce site on Shopify and it's just easy. It makes my life so much easier and I never have to think about it. I never have to think about IT problems or upgrades, PCI compliance. It's all taken care of for me through Shopify. And they're giving everybody a 30-day free trial. You don't even need a credit card. Just go to handmadebrooklyn.com slash Shopify. It'll take you right to their page to get started. Now, if you remember last week, I said that I wanted to work really hard every week on one theme. And last week it was all about Periscope and how to hack Periscope to make uh, your business stand out, especially if you have a product-based business, because there are so few product-based people on there. It, It just blows my mind. Periscope is an amazing tool and it should definitely be part of your marketing strategy because there are so few products on there. It just blows my mind. It would, it is the most awesome way to connect with your client base, your customers, and just show them everything about you and your brand so that they know, like, and trust you. So I hope last week, the blog post, the podcast, and the three periscopes I did about it really helped you. Um, I'd love to hear how that worked out for you, but it's definitely making my life a lot easier to deep dive into one subject a week. I really like it, and I hope that this is a theme that keeps going on in the business, and it's something that you like. I hope that it really gives you like a 360-degree way to think about different topics and ways to succeed in your business. This week, I want to talk about something that is... It's thinking about your e-commerce site as not the end of the road, but part of the sales funnel. And... I know that sounds kind of weird because you think that, you know, what's business about? Well, business is about making the sale and getting everything, uh, getting your customers to your website, right? So that they check out, they buy, they get your product, they love your product, they keep coming back. Well, that's only part of it. Like I said on the blog, it's like the second base of e-commerce dating and it's not going all the way. To go all the way, you have to create a cycle. And how do you keep someone coming back to your site? Keeping it real, not everybody's going to need your t-shirt every day of the week, right? You probably will get them during gift time when they have to buy gifts for other people. Or if you release a new design that they like. But for the most part, you're going to have customers that shop occasionally and not regularly. So how do you create this regular process where you're always at top of mind 
And for when they uh, decide that they need to purchase, you're the first one they come to. They don't think like, where did I get that shirt? Who was that? Well, let me just Google and see. Oh, that's a really cute shirt. I like that. Oh, that one's really funny. What if that's not yours? So the part of e-commerce that not a lot of people talk about is always staying at top of mind. Now I talked a few weeks ago about making sure that you're adding value to your mailing list that isn't a discount and isn't a coupon because it doesn't help anybody yourself or your customers in the long run. And last week I talked about Periscope and why Periscope keeps you on top of mind because you're always adding value and adding content. And so today I'm kind of wrapping that up and talking about why. So I'm talking about mostly the theory of this. Talked about a lot how the concept of know, like, and trust is really important for your business because people need to know your brand, obviously, and they need to decide that they like you or they like your brand because that's who they want to support. If they don't like you, they're not going to buy from you, right? So you need to really work on the know, like, and then of course the trust. If they know you, it'll funnel down to people that like you. The people that like you will funnel down to people that trust you. And those are your most loyal customers. Those are the ones that you can count on for new releases, for following you on social media, for commenting on your blog. Those are the ones you really need to cultivate. And so keeping this cycle going that isn't just about the final sale is how you get this dedicated fan base. You know, I think that one challenge that small businesses have is, especially if you have a product-based business, well, I, I guess also business coaches and bloggers too, but the internet has made it so easy and so accessible to create a small business, which is amazing. But it brings groups of people into this world of running a business that either don't have the skills or the dedication to keep going through and keep being an entrepreneur during the tough times. So they fizzle out, but it dilutes the pool. Do you know what I mean? So it's really hard in this day and age. Well, it's really easy to start a business, but it's really hard to stand out when there's so many people in your industry. And I mentioned this story on the blog. I used to listen to these CDs they were actual CDs. I ordered them in the mail. So this is maybe like seven years ago by this guy named Bruce Baker. Bruce Baker, and I hope he's still around. He was really amazing and really helpful. But at the time, Bruce Baker was uh, sort of like a trade show, craft show guru. And he had been here doing work. Uh, teaching people how to succeed against juries and trade shows and general, just making sales, sales 101 in business. Uh, but he tailored his lessons towards small crafters and hobbyists that were looking to grow their businesses. Anyways, he started one of his CDs with stories about in the seventies, people would just set up at these you know, art fairs or craft shows or street fairs, whatever they were at the time. And they'd put a table out and they just lay their things on the table. Just lay them out and people would buy. And that was that. It wasn't, you know, nobody was making Rockefeller money or anything like that, but they were able to, they didn't really have to work that hard on 
display for their product. They just had to work hard on their product and then they would sell. And that's just not the, that's not what's happening anymore. That's, that's not what's happening anymore in e-commerce. So I learned a lot of lessons from Bruce Baker, but that one always stuck with me that you have to work on your display as much as you work on your product. And that's true with your website. It's not just making an Etsy site or making a site on Shopify and quitting your job the next day. It's about working hard to make sure that you're conveying these feelings and these emotions that are compelling people to buy and to like you and to trust your brand so that they keep coming back. You need to rethink your sales funnel to not have the sale as the end of the funnel. You've got to think about what you're going to do with these people once you've made the sale to them. Uh, it sounds nerdy, I guess, or it sounds exhausting, maybe. Just It sounds like, I just don't want to think about this, Megan. I just want to make the freaking sale. Shut up. I'm telling you that if you're just in it to make a sale and be done with these customers, then you're not in business and you're not going to make a profit in the long run. So let's talk about, can I make a side note here and say that I am recording this in my apartment, actually, not my studio, but I'm recording this and fighting, <laughs> fighting with my cat, Betty, who is trying to attack me and the microphone as we record this. <laughs> so if you hear scratches or jingles, that is her collar as she's trying to attack me. Anyways, sorry, back to our regularly scheduled program. So we've talked about the why. Why should you do this? What is the theory behind maximizing your site to be more than just e-commerce? So let's talk about the how. First, you have to stop thinking about your Etsy site as just an Etsy site. You have to stop doing that. It's not just an Etsy site. It's an outlet for your brand. It's a way for your customers to interact with you and your brand. I know that sounds like uh, fancy uh, high brow talk or something like that, but it is, it's not just about the sale. It's about the relationship. So now that you're thinking about your Etsy site or your Shopify site or any uh, e-commerce site that you have as just part of the conversation, you can start to think more about the cycle as a whole and having more things available to your customers besides just the monetary transaction. And a perfect example of this is Amazon. I buy everything on Amazon. I do. I'm sorry. I know you should support more local businesses. I do when I can, but sometimes I just really freaking need that three hole punch and Amazon can deliver it for me. You know what I mean? So hello, Betty. <laughs> Betty's still here and she's Apparently not a fan of this topic. So when you buy things on Amazon, why do you go to Amazon? Well, because they have everything. Okay. But why do you trust them? Well, you trust them because you can see reviews of products. They have multiple pictures from different angles of products. They have things that don't really seem to make them money, but they still do it. Like the free things that come along with having a prime membership or 
for us in New York City, we get our groceries delivered from Amazon because our grocery stores here have been terrible for us. So we finally just bit the bullet and upgraded our Prime membership to get uh, groceries delivered to us. And I can't imagine that they're making a lot of money from that. And I also imagine they probably don't make a lot of money from the original shows that they run or the Amazon Prime, uh, their version of Netflix. You know, I don't imagine that that is a big profit moneymaker for them because it's all included in Prime, but it keeps you on their website. It keeps you watching their shows. It keeps you ordering things from them. You're not going anywhere else because they have everything. They offer things that aren't directly related to sales. They offer convenience, reviews, different angles. They have so many different things that are on Amazon that it keeps you on the site. So they stay on top of mind. And I think that's brilliant. I think that, you know, I realize that I am a sucker for that and I accept my fate. And the funny thing is, once you start realizing how many conglomerate sites like Facebook or Amazon do things like this to keep you on their site, you're just going to see it everywhere and you're going to start catching on to how brilliant this is and why you should be doing it. And that's something that you should work on for your own business so that people are coming to your site for whatever they need in your industry or maybe things they don't really know that they need in your industry. So, you know, going back to offering value on your mailing list, one of the things was offering your favorite holiday recipe or offering pictures or offering your story. And those aren't directly related to your business, but they keep you on the top of their mind and they keep the customer thinking about you instead of the other companies Who's competing with Amazon, maybe Walmart or Target or whatever that Wayfair, maybe those kind of places, overstock.com, but Amazon just blows them out of the water because they have all this other stuff. So you're staying on Amazon and you're thinking about Amazon. And so that's what you should do for your business. So your mailing list should be things that are of value. You should be doing Periscope broadcasts about your business so that people learn about you and they start to like you and they start to think about you more often. And you should think about ways to offer value on your website that aren't just about e-commerce. That's what's going to put you ahead of your competition. That's what's going to give you the maximum profits. And that's what's going to create this crazy rabid fan base that follows you to the end. And like I said in the beginning, this is something that I didn't learn until it was too late for my business and um, till I pivoted, but ugh, I would have made so much more money if I had really taken the time to regularly update a blog on my website and work really harder on my social media. I was really into Instagram, but I never really tweeted or did anything on Facebook. Um, well, that's not true. I did for a few months, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Don't I sound so old timey? Back in my day, 
when we had organic reach on Facebook pages, I was always on my Facebook page. And I was actually, um, I would ask questions that were kind of related to the brand, but not really just so that I could create this conversation. And honestly, I really liked talking to people and I really liked that my Facebook page gave me an outlet, but I would create these conversations with people and I saw my sales go up. And unfortunately I didn't really put the two and two together and I let everything kind of flounder when it came to social media outreach. And I focused instead on building wholesale relationships when I should have just been really following my customers and creating a better experience for them. So that's what I want to teach you guys today and teach you this week. I have a baller cheat sheet that I made about this and it includes extra tips on actual ways to blow up your e-commerce site and make your customers just go crazy so that you are the Amazon of your industry. So you can get it at handmadebrooklyn.com slash e-commerce hacks and e-commerce does not have a hyphen or you can text e-commerce hacks all one word to 44222 and then I'll send it right to your inbox and I promise I won't be texting you in the middle of the night like what's up how's it going you can follow me on periscope and we can talk about things late at night instead but Check out the site. Leave your comments. I'd love to know what you guys think about this. I know it's a little more theory than practice, but I think it's really helpful. And I hope you do too. So handmadebrooklyn.com slash e-commerce hacks. And you can also find all of my social media handles and you can follow me there or just comment on the blog, whatever is easiest for you. But I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about it. And now I'm going to go play with my cats. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you later. <gasps> Wait, one more thing. And I'm going to whisper it to you because it's secret. Or maybe I won't whisper it because it's probably pretty annoying. But you guys are the first to hear about it. I'm not putting it on the blog. I'm not telling anybody about it for another couple of weeks. So you guys can get first dibs because I love you guys that much. So I am going to launch a new course all about perfecting your product descriptions. It is the key to making amazing sales and giving your customers the best experience. It'll also help you get in front of juries. I'll show you the ways that I hacked my way with product descriptions into winning five industry awards. I want to show you guys how to do that and how I did it. So go to handmadebrooklyn.com slash perfect product copy and you can sign up. You can pre-register for the course. And I'm not telling anybody else about this because I want you guys to get first dibs. You're my homies. I love you. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Handmade Brooklyn.